0: Welcome to episode number 27. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Being an interior designer is more than creating beautiful spaces, It's about articulating a vision and more importantly, being a valuable resource to clients. Join me as I gather insights from fellow architects, people of the trade, interior designers, and most importantly, the clients who value us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's our third part with my girl, Hadley Keller. So this is part three, but I have to warn you, she will be back and there's so much more that we have to talk about. There's so much more discussion. There's so much more that we want to shed a light on. And she's just amazing to speak with and just so open, open-minded, open which I appreciate. I hope you all are keeping cool in this swell of a heat wave we are having. And without further ado, here's Hadley. Thanks so much. Hello, Hadley. Welcome back. Hi,
1: Gail. Thank you. Great to talk to you again.
0: Well, today's topic is going to be super interesting because it it has a lot to do with homes, Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit not so great history. or But yet, it's just not a great history behind it, but they're beautiful Mm -hmm. homes, if that makes sense. We are going to talk about plantation homes. Um, Yeah. Hadley and I have been reading up a lot about them. There's one that I definitely want to visit once Corona and everything is really behind us and we are safe enough to travel Mm -hmm. and it's the Whitney and it says Edgar, Louisiana, but it's really Wallace. And Mm -hmm. um, the, the story that's interesting behind that, the director, well, first of all, there was a white gentleman who purchased it. And he said he purchased he he purchased it as an investment, and mm-hmm. then he said when he had to start like wrapping up the artifacts and like walking around, he was he realized that there was more of a story here instead of just like flipping it and selling it to someone, mm-hmm. and so then um, he was just like wow, like there's a history here and a not so nice history.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was interesting that he hired the right people. So the Whitney is a place where it's not like, oh, this is beautiful, let's check out the grounds. They're like, no, we're gonna tell you about the sl- the history of slaves on this plantation. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They, they don't host any weddings or like baby showers, nothing of that makes, that's happy. They, they only provide walking tours and they make sure you understand the magnitude of these plantations with slaves. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to share Wait, that.
1: Right. yeah. And I think, obviously, what we want to get into, too, is that often that's not what's spotlit, and that many of these homes, you know, if they, some exist for as private homes now, but many exist as house museums or as event spaces, and often that past is hidden, which, of course, is kind of easy to do because it was designed to be hidden back in the day when people were living there, and you have the grand entrance, um, you know, for the white family, and they kind of, I think we've kind of, um, you know, brush aside the you know harsher reality of the past that went on there and kind of love to think about this as you know these beautiful historic homes um, that are kind of uh, nostalgic in a way that's obviously only a kind of happy nostalgia for a certain set of people
0: yes yes indeed um, and also what people don't realize is that a lot of these plantations a lot of the plantations where they um they have like a like they almost make it like a bed and breakfast yeah. and they have where the slaves stayed they're like oh you can stay here and we set it up and it's so beautiful and it has central air and it has this that and the other and i'm like wow it didn't have that for the slaves and yeah of course and why are you making that sound so pretty and it right. it's it's just crazy to me that It's only now in the past couple of years, and especially with Monticello, that they're like, oh, okay, we we need to tell the other half of this story.
1: I think it's so interesting, um, too, that I think, you know, there's obviously the side of it that is just um, places have ignored that history. But I have found them just personally as someone who visits plenty of historic homes and loves doing that i found that often when the history isn't ignored, it's really kind of seen through these rose-covered glasses, right? Like I have a, I can remember vividly, one particular house I visited in um, Virginia, and, you know, you're walking through, and the tour guide's kind of, um, you know, this is where this happens, and stuff, and then, you know, the meals were cooked by slaves, but the, the owners of, of this home, really, they treated their slaves great, and they, the slaves are always very happy, and it's kind of this, um, you know, this, positioning as though these were, you know, people who were there by choice and were happy to be in that job, you know, which obviously we know it doesn't matter how well you treated those people, you know, based on the, you know, the assessment of being kind to them or smiling to them or whatever, they were still enslaved and, you know, you owned them. And I think we kind of try to reframe that through a modern lens. And that's probably pretty hard though, right? I think if if you're a white person walking through some of these homes, you or, if, if you're a person or any person walking through some you should feel a sense of discomfort at this because that is part of the history right it shouldn't be like well it was yeah slavery is bad but it was fine and dandy because they gave them good meals here or whatever right
0: right and what they don't realize too is that two things if they were smiling so much they always have pictures of the homeowners with the slaves right mm. and when you walk through i want i i would bet anyone a dollar if they could find a picture with the slaves smiling like so happy to be Mm -hmm. there because that's Mm -hmm. just not what it was and as far as the food the slaves didn't eat what they ate in the big house the slaves were only allowed to have the scraps so that's where soul food comes in and that's where they Mm -hmm. did the best with what they had because they Mm -hmm. still had to maintain you know, sustenance to, to survive. And what people right. really don't understand too, is that these people work 10 to 16 hours a day, six days a week on the farm, the plantation that they're walking through, that they're so admiring all the trees and the landscaping, all of that was kept up by mm-hmm. slaves, you know? And oh, and then yeah. you need to find out if it was, Uh, I know very, if in uh, Louisiana, they had a bunch of sugar um, cane, well, Bunch of sugar plantations, I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really, I don't know. It's just, it's super interesting to me that you walk onto these these properties that are stunning and they're mm-hmm. beautiful, but they the house, the grounds, everything was maintained and kept up by slaves. And I just want everybody to wake up now that when they go, they really need to be mindful about that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so interesting. You know, you talk about uh, the Whitney Plantation, which is such a great example and such an interesting project. But I think even, you know, in really any historic house like this, there's such an opportunity, and I think it's often been a missed opportunity to explore that. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. You can talk about, yeah, the architecture is beautiful and the landscape is beautiful, but okay, then let's also talk about, like you said, who was maintaining it, who built it, what went on here, what happened. And I think... um, You know, I hope that going forward more house museums and, um, you know, historic sites take that opportunity to, I mean, that's a, what better way to teach about history and, um, you know, about living history than in the places where it happened. And let's not just teach the one side of it or the kind of, the side that we're not ashamed of. Let's talk about the whole, you know, let's have these tours include, maybe include the slave quarters as they were, or talk about you know, the process of building this, many of these buildings were actually built, physically built by slaves. So let's look into that instead of just, oh, the architecture was like this, and here's who designed it,
0: you know, (laughs) right, right. And I
1: think, um, you know, that is, that's the great thing, obviously, about and I think White House museums are so captivating is because you actually can step into that, into that um, home. And in a way, step into the life and the past of the person who lived there. But if you're stepping into that past, it should be, it should be, you know, more immersive than just kind of one side of it seen through a lens of today. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. Like do the tour and they're like, and now we're going to serve lunch over here oh, where, right. you know, with a housekeeper or, you know, they'll be like with a housekeeper. Uh, I was like, no slave uh, used <laughs> right. to eat. And I was like, stop romanticizing it. And here's another thing I have to tell you, when I go to visit my in-laws who live in um, South Carolina and we, we have 60 acres along the Santee River, I hate driving the backwoods. It's the back way to get to this place. And you can't. it's not off the main highway, like it's it's behind, behind, like back yeah. in the woods. And while a lot of people would drive through thinking, oh my God, this is so beautiful and picturesque while it is, I cringe because I think of the people that were lynched back there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is, this is like what I'm thinking about as opposed to, Oh my God, the trees are so beautiful. Look at, look at, look at everything. It's so nice. And it's the vegetation is just growing. It's so lush and think about this is how people would walk behind here, or, you know, walk mm-hmm. these back roads and how many of them would be lynched back here. And so it's just something super uncomfortable. And even going on to the plantations, like you have to really think about that, the trees that line the pathway to the house and the trees on the property, those trees, I'm sure can tell a story.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, this gets back to this whole sense of, you know, I think people, white people say who want to feel want to be allies and kind of sympathize. You do have to get out of your own experience and think about what is looking at this object or this home or this history or this area mean to someone who's not white. And I think, um, you know, it's interesting to bring up South Carolina because I grew up also, um, you know, my whole life who spent summers down in South Carolina. And there are a lot of towns and housing developments and clubs down there that, Mm -hmm. you know, are called the such and such plantation or Mm -hmm. plantation club or they use that word in, in this kind of nostalgic anti yes, yes. manner. And you think, you know, we, my family is shocked all the time. It's like you have a, you have a resort that has plantation in its name. I mean, do you think black American families are going to want a vacation there? Like, can you imagine <laughs> right. how that impacts someone who's, um, you know, whose history has, has that, um, you know, slavery in it? I think, um, and honestly, even, even people who don't, I think that should be, that shouldn't be something that evokes these fun historic notions, you know, that's a, that's a dark past. And I think, you know, it's, it comes the same way as, you know, using, drawing around the term kind of plantation style and architecture. It's that, that is a loaded word because yep. so many of those, um, uh, you know, have that, have that history.
0: I would love for us to drop plantation shutters and just say shutters yeah. like it. Like it's 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 just regular shutters. People you don't have to say plantation. Like it's, we could let the word plantation go on a lot of things, but yeah. I, I don't think that a lot of people are aware because they don't get the history. Right. So but that's
1: the problem. We want we're saying they we don't get the history. To call things by this name and not acknowledge that history is only to perpetuate people not knowing the history, right? You know. Correct. If I if I'm a ten year old and I grow up vacationing At a place called the plantation i'm gonna just associate that with oh that's where i spend the summers and you lose that um you know the darker side of that history which i think is is you know sometimes intentional but that's not what we should be doing we need to be acknowledging that and we need to you know recognize the kind of darkness behind that that term and behind those places
0: yeah i just there's so much that i want to change about that and i'm not trying to wipe out history in the way that people think of it, but I'm trying to add to it. That's mm. what I want people to understand. Exactly. It's not wiping out just like people are so upset about the Confederate flag. It's not, yeah, we do want to wipe that out, but there's a history behind it and people romanticize a lot of these evils, not realizing that they they were used and they still are to this day used as intimidation factor, you know, as an intimidation weapon to Absolutely. people of color, you <laughs> know,
1: You know, you talk about wiping out things. Well, first of all, yeah, absolutely. Things like the Confederate flag, with with a meaning that is, you know, intrinsically tied to, right, wanting to, you know, eradicate or oppress an entire race of people. That's problematic. But to, to argue that doing this would wipe out history, I think it's, in fact, the opposite. You know, as we've been saying, when you're visiting places like this, you're getting a very skewed sense of history. You're getting a sense of history that, you know, the people who wanted to show you that side would get but not that everyone living in that house would get or working on that house would get um and i think you know to talk about trying to incorporate more of of what actually kind of went on in these places would actually be giving a you know richer history and i think you and i talked um, earlier today I, i came across this article about some people um some yelp reviewers having left negative comments on a tour of a plantation that they said, um, you know, went too hard, went too deep into describing the experience of slaves there. And I think that's a perfect example of, you know, if you want to say you want to go there and learn history, like, this is it. Don't complain when it's not something you, you signed up for or, or that you thought you were going to get, you know?
0: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. He was like, uh, you didn't need to go that deep. And, you know, if you want something uh, nice, don't go there because they're only going to sh- tell you about the ugly side. I was like, this, and this is the problem yeah. with us right now. We all want to romanticize and keep everything so great and amazing and like, oh, it's really not like that.
1: Well, right. And that's ignoring history. And that's yeah. what I think the thing is, is that a lot of the same people who will say, don't go to a plantation like this because they're going to talk to you about slavery and make you have white guilt are probably some of the same people I'd be willing to bet who <laughs> are saying, don't tear down Confederate statues for that yes. history. And yes, yes. What side are you on? What history do you want? You know, this is, frankly, this is a much more rich and longer history than the Confederacy, which existed as a, as a state for, you know, a handful of years, as opposed to slavery in the United States was going on for, for decades. So yeah. this is something that I think merits a lot more, um, you know, discussion and education than, than even perhaps, you know, whatever whatever one civil world general had been
0: through. Agreed. Agreed. I it's also with um I think about Thomas Jefferson and how Mm -hmm. they keep trying to romanticize that Sally Hemings was you know the -hmm. woman that he loved and she had all his children I was like Mm -hmm. y'all are making this sound like an Mm after-school special like this man was raping this woman. But
1: also I think that's what's so important is the reality is Okay, maybe both things are true. Like even if he loved Sally Hennings right. so what? That's still rape and an abuse of power because he owned her, you know? Right. It doesn't really matter. It's like, okay, you know, you know, fine. That sure that doesn't that doesn't change the situation and that doesn't change her situation in that he was allowed to do what he wanted, but obviously she there's that the most extreme sense of an imbalance of power and that she didn't have any of the rights that he had. So yeah. um so we can't ignore ignore that when we're looking at that situation.
0: No, he was a grown man and she was a child. So let's just yeah. be mindful about that. But, I think
1: that, go ahead. I think, oh, sorry. No, no, I go just, I think Thomas Jefferson is an interesting example because especially in the architecture and design fields, you know, we hold him up. And he was a, a very, um, you, know, a, you know, creative genius in many ways. And yes. he you know, implemented certain architectural elements that are, you know, are still... Um, popular today and i think i think sometimes people are get scared that admitting to the the wrongdoings or the fault of this person would somehow eradicate that and i think we need to maybe be open to the fact that okay we can still recognize it yeah monticello was a you know a feat of architecture and he had a great eye and an appreciation for design but that doesn't mean that the people who were who were building that structure weren't exploited and weren't owned and weren't um, you know, slaves. I think we need to look at both again with talking about trying to find a more well-rounded history, right?
0: Correct. Correct. Just like the white house also built right. by slaves. Um, right. And as they were going through all the presidents, I forgot what movie it was, but it was a documentary. Yeah, it was a documentary, but it was, it was showing how the slaves through each president was, you know, they were continually building on to the white house and making yeah. it exactly what it is today. And so also when people walk through, and I want you to think about it, even when you go through today, well, if you do go there today, mm-hmm. God bless. Um, the, there was a gentleman that worked there. He was a butler and he was there for years. So mm-hmm. he has lived through several presidents. And once again, it's people of color that are behind the scenes right. maintaining that house.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Like it's generations, like their grandfathers, their great grandfathers, who, whomever has worked there and they are still there maintaining the house.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And in a way, I'm kind of, I, even just as someone who, you know, outside of talking about social justice in any way, as someone who is interested in history and is interested in design, I would want to know those stories, don't yes. you think? Yes, right? I mean, absolutely. I would want to know, oh, who ha- was building this by hand? Who was maintaining this? Who was actually pruning this, these hedges that that looks so great. Um, and I, I think that that is, you know, in the, in the spirit of looking at, at a more kind of, um, you know, we even we talk about this at, at, in a different sense of how it's beautiful today of wanting to not just see a beautiful interior, but see what went into it, who made these things, what's the process like behind carving something or doing something. That's the same idea, right, is wanting to see the full, um, the full scope of something to really understand. And in this case, Often those stories, that full scope is very unpleasant, but it's something that's part of our history and that therefore we, we need to be able to face.
0: So, yes. And just think of the craftman, craftsmanship right? when you walk through, like it is really intricate. It is mm-hmm. beautifully done. And just to see how it's done, like they, these were skilled individuals,
1: mm-hmm. right? And, and
0: think of how skilled they are because these homes still stand. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and, absolutely.
0: There's, right. Yeah. So I just, you know, I wish that they would teach this in design school. Like there needs to be a separate class just to talk about the history of plantation homes and exactly what they meant and how they were built and who built them and the why. So people mm-hmm. understand. And, and these homes were also built to show people's wealth.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So that's, oh, I'd be yeah. curious
1: to hear from you obviously the whitney plantation is a really interesting example what do you think for those for homes that were large plantations that have that past what do you think is the best way to move forward is it to go to that um you know kind of extreme and not host any events and make it purely about that is there a way to balance both what would what do you think would be the best way forward
0: Oh gosh, I mean if they did host weddings and all, really it would be weddings for people of not people of color
1: because their mm-hmm. weddings
0: were very different. Their weddings were very in the back where the slaves were. Mm-hmm. I I want more education. I would like them to take a year or two off from like this is amazing. You can have your wedding here, you know, like making it so so gone with gone with the wind romantic and really tell the story because it's just think about it growing up in school when you went to school you had to learn all this history right it was so important and you're like your teachers drilled it into you your parents drilled it into you everybody's like but this is history and you need to know it and that's how i feel about these homes you need to really know their history and stop romanticizing it and understand that little kids even as early as three years old were put in the fields to you know whether it was sugar or it was cotton or whatever they were working the field for and Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that so just like today's a super hot day right and so everybody's like oh either they're inside with air or else Mm -hmm. they're in the shade if they're outside or if they're in the sun they're like okay not so much in the sun think about you being a slave on a day like today and you're in the sun from sun up till sundown
1: Mm -hmm.
0: working no shade
1: and then the iron and then we're going you know 100 years later going to visit those places as you know tourist destinations and they're saying "Oh, come inside where it's air conditioned and you know have a nice tea and that was obviously that was a very specific experience for that for that um
0: that type of building yeah I just, I want more education and I want <laughs> I want it to turn around for people to see like the realities of America. And that's where I am with, that's where I am right now with America. It's not yeah. that I don't love where I live. Let's get that. Let's not get that twisted. I also want people to respect the real history and the truth of what people of color have done in this society for, for the society in this country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's two-pronged, right? Like, on the one hand, it's respect what people of color have done and, you know, acknowledge the history of achievement we've seen in America is is one-sided in that way. And then, two, recognize that woven into that history often are outright, um, you know, efforts at discrimination. Like, you know, we were talking about... suburbia and you know Levittown places like that with with laws that actually codified racism you know Mm -hmm. that said no people of color can can buy or lease here and yeah to recognize I think if if you're going to learn about history you're going to learn about science you're going to learn about real estate home whatever in, in every element there is um in every genre there is some element of that and that needs to be a part of the education just as much as the aesthetics or um or you know the 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 um design history
0: right absolutely absolutely um last year i had did a show house in plainfield and it was this Mm -hmm. old mansion and Mm -hmm. i was i got the list and they had all the names for all the areas and i saw the part that said servants hallway and i said Mm -hmm. i'll take that and everyone's like oh "Oh, but you could get a room you could get a room i was like nope i want the hallway i said because Mm -hmm. if if we're going to be true to this story my ancestors would be maintaining this house and I'm, and I, this is the area they would be relegated to. So yeah. my thought process was to make it something beautiful. So even though they had to maintain the house, once they stepped behind to go to their space, it was like my love letter to them to say, I respect what you did. You know, I feel for what you did, but this is how I would show my gratitude to them now. Mm-hmm. Like I want something beautiful for them yeah. that was made for them, you know, and that's not just incredible. beautiful yeah. and made for the people of the who own the house. But right. I wanted the back of house to be amazing.
1: Yes, right, and that was that. You used that that kind of Kelly green color. That? Yes. Like I
0: think, yeah, yes. And that was
1: that was an amazing space. Thank yeah. you. But but I that that's such a. a beautiful sentiment and I think that that makes so much sense right that we think well yeah there were physical places in these homes that were not that were were not looked at the same way at okay let's let's celebrate those the same way that we're you know we want to celebrate the full history
0: correct correct yeah people don't get it um so I don't know I just I just want us to be mindful of the history and be respectful. And especially in this time that we are living where the country is super divided, I want Mm -hmm. people who can't hear and who are full of hate and venom to step back if they would. And just instead of yelling and screaming to take a moment to really investigate and see Mm -hmm. for themselves. Like the history is there, it's not hidden. You just have to go do your research on it. And just right. as much as people research, you know, negative stuff, you can take the time to research this and really learn the true history of mm. this country. And I just that's that's my my prayer for what's going on now.
1: Absolutely, and I think we need to make that anyone who works in that. I mean, regardless of what field you work in, but like we said, it permeates everything. So I think in, if you're in design and architecture, and you know history field, look for that and find that, you know, be proactive in finding that education, right?
0: Absolutely. Super important. Yeah. Well, this was a good one. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. And I'm glad because it really does tie tie into house beautiful because it's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful house, but there's some history there. So I think, go yeah, ahead.
1: That's, I, that's no, it's, it's just interesting that, you know, we. I feel like something we've talked about you know, when talking about race and, and not, is that that's, that's why we love design and homes, right? Is they're always, t- they're tied to the personal and they have such a sense of, you know, homes have a sense of the people who inhabit them, right? That's why we Absolutely. find it so interesting to look at someone's home and so by nature, you know, that means that these historic homes tell that history and they tell that that wide history. So it makes sense for us to to look at that.
0: Absolutely. So I want to thank you for coming on again. This was really fun. Um,
1: Thank you.
0: It's always a pleasure. I love it. And I love that we're just like learning so much and just sharing. Um, yes. What I will do in the notes here, I will list uh, several plantation homes that people can look at and yeah, investigate for different. themselves to see the, all the ones that you love. Drayton Hall. Um, was it the old Jackson Plantation House in Shreva? uh Louisiana, mm-hmm. Montpelier? Mm-hmm. Pleasant Prospect, all of these homes that everyone's like, oh, my God, they're so amazing. There's a dark side to it.
1: Yeah. And maybe, look, maybe then if these are places you visit, I would encourage, you know, listeners, people who are passionate about history and design, if these are places you visit or you're a member or you love, maybe consider reaching out and, and encouraging these places to, uh, to look at a more well-rounded education, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hadley. I really appreciate this.
1: Thank you, Gail. Have a great day. You too.
0: Hey there. I need your help. If you love the show, please leave a rating and a review on Apple podcasts or iTunes. If you are an Android or windows user, your feedback helps me to create shows that will provide lots of value. And in the meantime, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis design. Thanks so much. Beautiful people.